Welcome to Pullin' Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. We'd like to remind you, views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. Welcome back to the Volunteer Tent, Pulling Weeds, Quail Hollow Club, Wells Fargo Sessions. We now have Jared Gam, Director of Horticulture at Quail Hollow Club. Jared, welcome to, to Pulling Weeds. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, been thinking about you and your part of the team here, and um, I look at the, the handouts that we get with our assignments and you know, your team, it just says horticulture, but there's about, what, six or seven of you on that team? Yeah, I've got four full-time people, a um, couple part-timers, and one volunteer on our, our staff for the tournament here this week. And we're going to talk later on about um, kind of what you do here at Quail Hollow when it's non-tournament week, but let's start with tournament week. So when it says horticulture there, what, 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 are, you, what are you and your team, what's your morning routine? So in the mornings, our responsibility is trying to get in, which is tough, in ahead of players, personnel, vendors, um, to kind of get our areas cleaned up, which has been flooded with um, things just like that, players, hospitality, um, vending. Um, Build out. Exactly. So it's a, up to the last minute, um, tents and tables were going up on our grounds and kind of getting in our way, but at the same time, um, you know, kind of utilizing and um, putting our putting our stuff on stage, basically. So it's been kind of fun to see um, how the tournament has executed um, some of our areas and utilized um, the stuff that we're that we've been working on um, to make look good for for Quail Hollow Club in this tournament. Yeah. Are those your um, is that your team out there that rides around the course and picks up sticks and pine cones and and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. So it's more than just the golf course i tell everybody it's we're kind of the outside the ropes team so we're um yeah cleaning cleaning straw pet straw beds um watering flowers um yeah doing course cleanup plugging holes that uh, the turf team shouldn't have to worry about basically it's been a tough week for y'all with it this has. wind winds oh, have been elacious yeah. yes a lot of debris down and coming from a golf course myself that had a lot of mature trees like this i know you know how those winds can can wreak havoc with that and your your team has been out there hustling picking stuff up yeah and i told them i just kept telling them every day the wind's gonna stop the wind's gonna stop you know the mother nature's just pruning all that that dead material out of the trees for us for the weekend so it's it's really shaped up nice no but it, it is an important part of um of the overall presentation isn't it it is um it makes a big difference if you know if keith can attest to this anybody that's you know sees the golf course every day um can see the difference in um, the maintenance we do on our trees, the maintenance we do on our, our shrubs. Um, it's a long process, and it really does um, give you different visuals across the golf course. So it's rewarding for my guys to see that, you know, through and through and turn around, and once they finish a project, be able to see the results um, and the beauty that this golf course is. So, And then in the evenings, what, what are you doing the same routine pretty much? You're going back up to the – your area, as you say, yeah. and, and, and pretty close. A lot of it's cleaning up our own mess. It's cleaning up um, mess from um, just patrons walking through and, and, you know, making a mess in our beds, making a mess 
um, up at the clubhouse, um, making sure things are watered. We finally had to start watering with all that wind, even though we got three inches of rain last week. Um, stuff's finally starting to dry out. So, what what are you watering? Annuals or bedding plants? Yeah, we've got bedding plants. We've got a ton of pots this year. I think this is the most pots um, the Wells Fargo's had. So, with the big patio renovation we had last year, we've got a ton of fresh landscape plants up there that we've been watering. Um, we're responsible for the Green Mile Club display, um, and yeah, it's just little odds and ends all over the place um, that we pick up. We are not responsible for all the. Um, signage and all that stuff. We have a contractor that comes in and does that. Thank, thank heavens. Yeah. So, yeah, and you just have, like you said, just random plantings and stuff. You know, like around the the practice green, there's the lantana I saw there that's just in pots, and you kind of stage pine straw around it. That's your responsibility as well. No, so that's what I was referring to okay. as the uh, the contractor. So we're it's kind of a fifty fifty on plant material. Um, somebody comes in and does does a lot of the temporary stuff, but everything that's in the ground and stays here when the tournament's over is our. It's kind of our jurisdiction. So, what annuals do you have up there? Oh, we've got a lot of easy stuff. Um, just because of the weather this time of year, we stuck to a lot of petunias. Um, I've got some angelonia out there. Impatience. Um, the impatience are slow to bloom, so that's kind of a, was kind of one bummer. Um, that's right in front of the clubhouse. We don't have blooming yet. They need a little more heat than we've gotten lately. Yep. So. Um, Those are just your standard impatience, or they, they like the New Guinea, or they the are sun New pink. Guineas. They yep. are New Guineas. Yep. yep, those are beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, when they pop, they're going to be they're going to be awesome. So you no cool season annuals really then no pansies or anything nope. like that. You transitioned out of all that stuff uh, first week of April. Was that a goal of yours before the event? It was. You want, I tried to be four to five weeks out on everything. Um, gives me time to cut stuff back, kind of get a timing down on fertilizer. Um, and just hope that we don't get frost. Uh, we did get a little frost center of April, so I did have to replace a few things that did prefer heat and weren't going to be ready for tournament. Right. Um, and that was, again, switching back to petunias, which don't mind some cold mornings and can still pump out blooms and look good for our tournament here in the first week of May. So, Now, will you do some more annual plantings after the tournament? I do plan to cycle some things out. Um, you know, to be ready for this event, we did have to do some some overplanting, if you want to call it that. Um, we really packed stuff in there to make sure it was beautiful for this event, and uh, everything filled out real nice. So um, there will be some stuff we'll have to go back and thin out and rework and, and make look good again, which we'll have time to do because the course will be, be mostly closed for a renovation this summer. Yes, um, it will. So it'll give us some time to work on some other things and kind of maintain and then, and then be ready for another big show in September when the course opens back up. Do you do mums at all? We will do some mums in the fall, absolutely. Yeah, those are fun, aren't they? Yeah. I wasn't here for the President's Cup. Uh, I got hired just after that, but I heard it was nothing but mums. So, um, I don't know, maybe everybody's sick of those by now. We'll do something else. But <laughs> uh, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, they're beautiful. I've, I always relied on them because yeah. where I was in Pauly's Island, South Carolina, you couldn't always rely on some things to make it, you know, right. the whole way through. And um, But, yeah, that's, that's cool. So, let's... Let's talk about your background a little bit. Okay. Um, where were you before here? Uh, I've kind of been kind of been a journeyman the last since I graduated college. I most recently came from Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, I was an assistant superintendent actually there um, up at Greenwich Country Club. I uh, was there for almost two years, and prior to that, I was in Vegas at TPC Summerlin as an assistant, um, and that was in the TPC network. I was at TPC Summerlin there and was moved there from TPC Twin Cities. Um, as a, just a grounds guy, um, coming out of college, 
University of Minnesota is where I started. That's where I'm from. Um, coming out of the University of Minnesota, I actually worked as a greenhouse manager for the first two years of my professional career. So kind of circling back to horticulture finally. Um, where are you from in Minnesota? Uh, Lionel Lakes, so just north of Minneapolis. Okay. I'm a Midwest guy. Yeah. Well, I got people in, in Minnesota. It's good people. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I grew up in Illinois and Iowa. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting path. Where, so, you're, so you're new to the horticulture, really, right? New again, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially here, like I kind of mentioned off air. It's, it's been a learning curve um, material-wise, but I talked to Keith about that same very same thing in the interview, and I said, a plant's a plant. I said, yeah, once you understand the biology and the physiology of, of what's going on, I said, you can pretty much figure out what, you know, it's, it's just the it's same but different. It's just a different um, climate and area and plant material. And once you figure out that new area, it's, it's, it's hit the ground running. Yeah, and that's really what it's been for you coming here because you've never really worked in this area. And these are a lot, of, a lot of this material you're dealing with is different than what you've been on in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a great area for plant material, though. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. A lot of native stuff and a lot of um, introduced, you know, a lot of stuff from Asia. and yeah. um, Stuff that you can't introduce to Minnesota, for in, sure. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in a... Unless you're in a no. Yeah. Most of this stuff won't work up there. But um, a lot of mature trees out here. Yeah. And is that kind of fall under your realm is, is arboriculture and, and tree work and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. There was a big emphasis on the arboriculture of the course and um, kind of the forward thinking of that. Um, Mr. Harris, our president, is, is big on his trees here. Um, and so that was an emphasis of, of my job responsibilities when I got hired was trees, trees, trees. You know, you are the horticulturist, but there's going to be weeks or months or years where it's 80% trees. Um, yep. And so the trees have been a big, big part of, of our work here since I've gotten here six months ago. What are you concentrating on, on the trees? Health, mostly. Um, President's Cup was a big, um, kind of did a number on a lot of, of out-of-place stuff with all the structures that had been up for, you know, more than just the regular 90 days or whatever. They were up for six months to a year. Yeah. They started that build-out way, um, way before tournaments. So there was trees with impacted root zones um you know maybe 70 to 80 percent of their their drip zone was covered up by um flooring or tenting so um you know that brings on compaction it brings on you know simulates drought they're not getting the water they need in the right areas um so coming out of that there was a big push for um basically soil and tree health remediation um and we've worked with contractors on that and um just finally now that the trees are leaving out again, um, you're seeing a lot of the results or, um, you know, the results of the stuff we did and maybe the stuff we didn't do too. So um, health is a big one, and I would always circle back to the aesthetics as well. Um, but they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. A healthy tree is a pretty tree. and um, Lots of pruning, I'm sure. Yeah, we've been pruning our heads off uh, since I got here, really. We pruned... We pruned dormant, and then everything leafed out. We had to prune again. Um, we're kind of shooting for, you know, 12 to 15 feet off the ground, and you know, on in-play trees. And um, we've really opened up the course quite a bit since I got here. They did do a lot of work before the President's Cup, um, so they really put me in a good spot when I got here. Yeah. Um, 
you know, everything was trimmed, everything was pruned, everything was, was pretty much perfect. So I was just waiting, waiting, waiting till everything came back out of dormancy this spring to do it again. Um, it, it, trees are a challenging part of any golf course maintenance and horticulture operation for sure. And um, I'm assuming most of these trees along the fairways were planted after the course was built in the 60s. Yeah. That's, that's their age looks to me to be about that. Right. There aren't a lot of new trees here. Um, I mean, there are, but they've done a really nice job of, of taking what's been here since the property's been here and, and kind of cornerstoning those trees into um, the design of, of the course. So a lot of big, mature willow oaks, um, a lot of mature pines. Um, Red maples out there. A lot of good maples out there. You know what um, really has caught my eye out there is the blue atlas cedars. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of those out there. There are. Yeah. And um, not a tree you see on um, golf courses in the Carolinas a lot. Um, no. But they're, they're cool trees. You know, Jared, it, I told somebody else the, the, a lot of the holes out here and the, the, the trees on the property remind me of a Midwest golf course. They do. It's very parklandy. Yes, it's very, it is. Um, and there, there are, like you said, there are groves of pines. Like you've been having a typical Carolinas course, but there's also a lot of sections of, you can tell that there was a lot of select species that were chosen when the course was, was all the trees were planted. Absolutely. And they've matured kind of at the same age, if you get my drift. And, yeah. And um, I've seen some cool magnolias out there. Yeah, magnolias yep. have been a big, big introduction, I think, in the last 10 to 15 years out here. And then... But still, a lot of mature ones, too. Yeah, and messy trees, though. They are. Yeah. Keep you all busy. I'm learning that, yeah. I know you all pick up a lot of magnolia leaves out yeah. here. Well, it's back to what you said, what we do in the afternoons. The last three days, it's been picking up magnolia leaves. Yeah. So. I've seen some live oaks out here. Yeah, a couple of really pretty live oaks. Yep. Um, river birch. Some river birch, absolutely. Um, a lot of white oaks. Yep. Red oaks. Um, big transplanting or renovation of the parking lot and clubhouse area would uh, introduce a lot of oaks to the property as well. I noticed um, behind number seven, you got a cottonwood tree. Sure do. That's not something you see around these parts, no, but where that, we're from, you see those say, everywhere. That's a, that's a throwback to the, to the Midwest as it well. Is. Yep. And uh, saw some of those cottonwood flyers or whatever you call them on seven green. And that yeah. brought back memories. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a cool spot. Those, how about, so the pine straw beds out there, um, Obviously, um, you and your team were involved with that, or did you have a contractor come in and help you with that? Yeah, so a contractor comes in and does all of it, um, and it's just up to us to kind of manage it and, you know, kind of steer them in the right direction, and it, it's, it's a tough task because there is so, so much area to pine straw, and which areas do you pay attention more to, which ones are in play, which ones, um, you know, are strictly presentation. It's, a, it's kind of a battle to get the layering, the amount right, um, because it is, it's a playability issue, it's an aesthetics issue, um, and yeah, it's just a lot of maintenance, it's a lot more maintenance than I thought it was going to be, because yeah. we don't do pine straw in the Midwest, or, no, no, we or don't. the Southwest, or the Northeast, so. Yeah, um, and a lot of Midwestern folk, when they come south, they don't like pine straw, they like yeah. to stick to mulch, because yeah, that's what they know. Rock, it was rock in the desert, and yep, it was, you know, in the... What I find interesting here is um, a lot of out-of-play areas in the Northeast is, you know, fine fescue. It's native yep. grasses. It's, um, and here it's, yeah, it's groves of pine trees and pine straw. Yeah, some tall fescue under tall the trees. Tall fescue, too. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so you'll enhance that a little bit from time to time when you're out there, right? Yep, touching up here and there. We get wind blows that come through and, you know, 
blow pine straw out and out into our fairways or we get washouts and pine straw washes out into the fairways and so it's a it's a constant battle with with mother nature on the pine straw now are you does does, do the aquatics fall under your realm they don't um i haven't had to do anything with with uh our pond life out here so um it's certainly being taken care of. It I is. See, I see the whoever's doing that. I see them out there. Yeah, they've been out here a lot lately for the tournament. Um, I think there's a even another guy that handles the the, um, the fish stock in there. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple other people that are taking care of our. Yeah, our and lake that's kind of like the things that you're talking about. You know, I throw that into you know those are things that just enhance. Right. everything else that the turf team's doing right. and um that's what i tell people it, it is a golf course first and it is our job to make that golf course that the turf team prepares you know even better even more beautiful and um really just accent yeah. what they've got going on do you uh, what are you looking forward to after this is all done and you know i know the renovations going on you said you're going to be doing some things there but um what do you what are you looking to accomplish this growing season or this year? I'm just excited to kind of see what happens. Um, like I said, coming most recently from the Northeast, um, I haven't seen a full growing season here yet. So I'm kind of excited to see the nuances of, of a full season. You know, what's the summer going to be like? What, uh, you know, what kind of issues are we going to have? Um, issues are good. Um, issues push you and challenge you and, you know, everything's not ever going to be easy. So um, to kind of learn and, and adapt and get to know this job better and, um, you know, how we can, you know, make it better and better and move forward throughout the season um, is what I'm excited for. Do you have a lot of pruning to do at the clubhouse in the whole parking lot, you know, all your high, high visibility areas? Yeah. So this tournament kind of falls at a weird time. So, um, we have been pruning. Um, I've got, like I said, a staff of, full-time staff of four so we've got you know hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of feet of hedgerows um to prune before tournament to get it looking right to get it looking sharp and neat and this tournament just so happens to fall in a time where everything's wanting to flush out and flush out again and so we we've pruned and pruned again and um i think after this tournament we're gonna have to prune again have you used any growth regulators we didn't this year um maybe next year and so next year i'm definitely definitely Going to uh, going to incorporate that into our our program. That kind of goes back to what you were saying. It just takes a couple seasons to it does. To you figure you, you got to see out. it once or twice before you really start, you know, kind of tweaking things and understanding what's going to happen and when it's going to come and yeah. Now, do you maintain any any of the turf at the clubhouse or the front entrance or any of that stuff, or does the turf team handle that yep. for you? They're not letting they're not letting me get into that quite yet. Um, <laughs> I'd like I do miss being on the turf side of things, being an assistant before, so. Um, I do like to be involved in, in what they're, you know, the maintenance practices they're doing up there, but my team is, is not currently responsible for, um, the maintenance practices, which is yeah, probably a good thing to take off our plate anyway. It is. Yeah. No doubt. Now back to the trees. I meant to ask you this earlier. Do y'all have a lift that you can use? We don't. Um, we did get a, a man lift, a boom lift, 40 mm-hmm. foot boom lift in to hedge some of our bigger bigger hollies and some some tree work as well we had that for a little over a month um we knocked out a lot of stuff but anything 
basically anything we can't reach from the ground, we contract out. Um, we've got a couple of really, really good contractors in our pocket that um, come out and help me with anything. Um, they were I kept them real busy um, coming up to tournament here, cutting out dead wood and cleaning trees up and play and, um, you know, getting our course right. Yeah. Every golf course with trees needs a good tree good, contractor. Good arborist in their yeah, pocket. Yeah, in your yeah. pocket, yeah. 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 Coming from the hurricane zone, you got to have that, and you got to have this. It's the storm chasers too. It never hurts to have them come in. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but uh, it's your hard work's not gonna gone unnoticed by me out there. It's it looks great. That's so, great. Yeah, um, we appreciate it. Yeah, and my colleague Charles Granger fancies himself as a landscape expert, and he's been impressed with the clubhouse, and he's hard to please. So sure. you've done yeah. well. Yep. You've done well, and um, anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I, you know, if I, if I have a chance, I'd like to thank my team for sure. And um, they've done an awesome job, you know, bringing me in here and, and getting things done um, the way Quail Hollow expects it to be done. And, yeah. and it's not a, not a tall, not a short task. So You've leaned on them? Absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, a couple of guys that have been here for a few years and have seen those growing seasons do know kind of what's coming around the corner and kind of prepared me for, for what's to come and what the expectation is. And, and that comes from Keith and... Tom Delosier, Jimmy, or Johnny Harris, and the rest of our leadership team really sets a high standard, and it's it's been really, really good thing to be a part of. Um, all the courses I've been at prior have really held themselves to a high standard, and, and greatness can be achieved in a lot of different ways. So to see it here um, in another way, another in you know in more layers, and just that expectation is it's been really fun, and look forward to know keep pushing that bar higher so that's great and it's wise to lean on those type of people yeah you absolutely. know and if they have experience and um that's great it's always good to thank the team well done yeah absolutely yep well thank you for coming on I appreciate um, it glad we got it done um appreciate everything all you Quail Hollow staff have done for us volunteers and hospitality second to none. So thank you. Ah, we appreciate your guys' support. Absolutely. Yep. Jared, good luck the rest of the way. Let's hope the winds stay down, the rain stay away, and it's nice and peaceful the rest That's of the right. way. That's right. Smooth sailing from here on out. Yes, sir. Hopefully. All right. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Continuing on the horticulture team, we have George Morris. Welcome to Pulling Weeds Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. How long have you been here at the Quail Hollow Club? Just about five years. Um, I started in March of 2018, and uh, that was my first tournament experience just a month, month before the Wells 2018. And you've always been on the Hort team? I have, yep. Yeah. I actually first came to Quail um, with intentions of going turf. The only opening they had was on the horticulture team. and. Um, I'd just get my foot in the door, but the more I learned about all the plants and trees, I, the more I loved it. So I ended up sticking with it. Yeah, it's a cool, a lot of cool stuff around here. A lot of cool stuff to look at, a lot of cool plants, a lot of cool trees. So you guys are out there. Um, we talked to Jared a little bit about what y'all are doing. Um, what in particular, George, are you responsible for in the morning? In the morning, um, it's, it's different daily. Um, different, different seasons. Um, it really just depends what we got going on. 
just for th- this tournament, the uh, wells, I'm in charge of the hydration. Um, You're running that water buffalo, aren't you? I am. I am dragging around all over. I've been there, man. Yeah. Yep. You did. You're a part of some horticulture. I have been, and I've I've watered plants with a little water buffalo with a little SDI sprayer set up. Uh, a little bit, it was a little bit bigger than yours, but yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah, We're, we have talks of getting a 200 gallon. That's what we, we had. Yeah, we yep. have a hundred gallon right now. Yep. Which I mean, it does a job. Yeah. So you Not fill you fill that up here, or do you have a place up at the clubhouse where you can refill it? All over. Yeah. All over. Uh, I try not to refill right in front of the clubhouse. If I have to, you know, crunch for time, might fill it up real quick. A yeah. Minutes, but yeah, we got some spots here, all over the course, really, just little quick couplers. Yeah. So you don't need to ride all the way back here to fill it no, up. No. No. Now, do you ever put any fertilizers or plant protectants in there with it? We do. We do yeah. quite often. Different sprays, um, applications. Um, well, ton, tons of different things. You, um, you're involved with the annuals, then, I'm assuming. Right, right. Yep. And uh, we're actually thinking about fertilizing today. Okay. Putting some little 2020 mix in there. Oh, you got, they love that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, let them just, pop. Yeah, solubilize it down and just let them have it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And, you know, spraying, uh, spraying annuals sometimes with fungicides mm-hmm. after it's rained. And people wonder why you're out there watering them. You have to explain to them that you're not watering them. You're... Making an application, right. keep them going, right? Yeah. You've been there, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So, um, you're also Jared was mentioning you got some new plant material up there too. We do, we do. We um, a number of years ago, we switched out from boxwood hedges to Hugendorn hedges, little Japanese hollies. Um, nice. And since then, we've kind of moved. In the holly direction, we about a year ago we planted some colonnade hollies, little bigger ones, little more of a eyepiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Jared's done really good with keeping everything clean. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of different things. There's a lot of sharp edges, a lot of round shapes, um, a lot of different levels. Back there, we do our best. Yep. Yeah, it looks good. Now y'all, y'all really doing well. So he was talking about the pine straw too. That you have a company. Mm-hmm. What company is that that comes in and lays the pine straw for you? Uh, it's pine straw peat comes okay. through and yeah, the um, enjoy having them here. Yeah, they. It's amazing how fast those companies come through it, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm glad I'm not doing it. Yep, yep. I've had I've had some of those at my place over the year and. It's a good way to get caught up, isn't it? Now, you, you, you'll go out there and touch spots up, though, during the tournament, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for probably the second half of the day, this advanced week, a um, couple weeks leading up to it, we'd go and hit a spot here, hit a spot there. Um, even during the tournament, like our, our first day, Monday, was going through Pine Straw and, you know, busted out a couple of bales and mm-hmm. cleaned up some things. Now, do you have to maintain the landscape irrigation? Um, some of it, like drip, drip yeah. zones, you things dri- like that. You, okay, you yeah. have drip lines, yeah. and I'm sure you have pop-ups and oh, misters yeah. and you know, all, oh, your, yeah. all your stuff. I guess what I'm asking is, is there a team that handles that for you, or does that fall within the Hort team? That's the Hort team. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, too. You know, just turn it on, let it go. You don't yeah. have to spend any many hours or not to be standing around. It's great. I... I, I I'm a big drip guy. Yes. Especially we 
few years ago, we planted all around our bus lot mm-hmm. in our employee parking lot um, some overcup oaks. And there's, oh, man, close to 40 of them. And dragging a hose, hand-watering takes three, four hours and two guys sometimes. So you're saving number of man hours and just being in the sun right yeah. on the, all the asphalt. Oof. Just turn on the drip, let it go. Yeah, so that, okay, so all, when you put those trees in, you went ahead and installed the drip to get them established and to maintain them. Right. right. How about your annual beds? Those have drip as well? They do. They yep. do. A lot of them do. Um, some areas we have pulled it off, um, but a lot of them, they do. Is it difficult transitioning from one season of flowers to the next with the drip lines there? You kind of have to be careful of those and – they kind of limit what you can do with your cultivation and everything. A little right? bit, yeah. So before, um, we'll just go through, pull off all the pine straw, you know, pull back the mulch, um, pull back the drip line, and then just go to town, rip them all out, yep, till it up, pop them in, put the drip back, and yep, touch up mulch pine straw. Do y'all do some pre-plan in there too? We do. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yep. That's that's pretty much standard operating procedure for good yeah. annuals, isn't it? Yep. And then you mentioned the twenty twenty twenty. Yep. Yeah, you'll you'll hit them with that as needed for leaf color to make them flower. Right. Yep. Right. You like that part of the? You like the uh, like the X's and O's part of the uh, horticulture? Yeah. Yeah. I really like just being out there doing whatever. You know, being in the field doing doing it. Are you a Charlotte native? I am. Cool. I'm, I'm born and raised here, uh, a little bit south Charlotte. Okay. Pine south of here, area. I'm assuming. Yeah, just a little bit. Pineville. Okay. Um, yep. Grew up just, just across state line, Indyland, South Carolina. Yep. Shout out Daryl Ewing. He's one of our <laughs> board members. He's over there in Indian Land. Yeah. Um, Carolina Lakes Golf Club. That's great, man. So, you enjoy tournament week? I do. It's a lot of fun. You like having all those volunteers around? Uh, you know, I do. And I think a lot of this golf, like the golf industry, it's the people. Yep. You hear it across everywhere, everywhere you go. Yeah, somebody like, what's the best part of your job is people. Yep. Always having fun, always sharing jokes, cutting up. But then when it's time to go, it's, it's business. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I love tournament week. You know, it's, it's really exciting. It's really cool that you get to go see golf and then come back to a tent and watch that same golfer finish up on a hole and get those angles from the TV. And then you walk back out and see him in real, real life, real – with your own eyes, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, and the maintenance facility positioning here it makes it easy to go out and watch golf and come right back. And yeah, you know, it's pretty handy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. Are you a golfer? Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll put I'll play maybe around 10 times a year, yeah, a little less, but I try, not the worst, not the best. Yep, so. What brought you to Quail Hollow? You just saw you just you just saw a, a position open. Oh, you said you were maybe going to go on the on the turf side, but yeah, they had the Hort team was open. Hort and, team was open, and you're like, all right, I'll just I'll just try this and see what happens. Right, I was working at one golf course, um, a little west Charlotte. Okay, which one was that? Used to be called Renaissance. Now it's called Harry L. Jones. Okay, um, part of Ratcliffe Group, and um, my family we got, we own a restaurant, and a guy he worked out here for. 20 something years um, brought up that Quail was hiring and to give uh, 
give management a call, so I did and jumped on it and loved being here and stayed here ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, I can see it's a great place to work. Good culture, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's cool. So, so you did get – so you do have some, some turf experience on other golf courses. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, you know, it's great on both sides, but I'm – Sticking with horticulture, yeah, it's I, what you know now. Yeah, huh? that's what you, I know. You got now. five years in, and and you you know you don't want to turn back, do you? Right, no, not at all, not at all. And I I think it's cool just um, having these. It, it's kind of different to say, but these relationships with these plants. Yep. And seeing them throughout the season, seeing them um, right before they bud, uh, right as they're dropping their leaves, or right when they're about to flower, and all these different things. Um, planting a tree and watching it grow and growing alongside it, helping it, preventing it from these diseases and these pests and all these things, Look, looking for signs. and Using your skills of observation. Right. Right. Because right. plant, plants and trees give different clues than turf, too. And they you do. Have, you have to kind of be in tune to different things. Mm. So that's, that's great. I really... You guys are doing a great job out there. Thank you. And it, it shows, and, um, you know, it's been a challenging week for y'all. A lot mm. of wind, a lot of debris mm. down out there. Oh, yeah, and it, a lot of rain this winter. Yeah. A lot of rain this winter, and it was warm early. So things started to flush out, and uh, a lot of rain leading up to the tournament weeks, in advance, uh, weeks before the tournament, and it kind of has affected our pruning. Because like we'll we'll prune, nice long hedge, um, and a few days later, you know we get some rain, flushes right back out immediately. Yep. So we've kind of had to hit that cycle over and over and over. And, but you know I love it. It's great. Job security. Job security. That's right. Yep. Got to keep. We got to keep the whole team going. Yeah. So y'all have one volunteer. Jared said. Oh, we do. We and, do. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, we have Drew Lewis. Okay. And he was an employee for a number of years as well. Um, so total on our team, including Drew Lewis, we have six. Yep. Which for this size of property, um, Jared's managed that well. So it's a, not that many people for a large. So yeah, it's a big property with a lot yeah. to do. It right. is. And right. To hold the standard that that y'all have here and the level of maintenance is maintenance intensive. I, it is. I get that, and yeah, there's y'all have to hustle, don't you? We do. Yeah, we do. Um, but you know, back to what like Jared's handled it well, and this being his first tournament, it's looking great. Mm-hmm. It's looking really good. He he jumped in the saddle on his road, and um, yeah. So we got one volunteer, Drew Lewis. So he he knows in he knows inside and outside, yeah. of course, and yep. that that helps. Um, a lot of a lot of new faces on the Hort team as well. Um, training them up was easy. They're good people, ready to go. Um, have a little. They also have a little experience. Uh, we have an intern right now, which, which is good. She knows her plants and plant ID things like that. Yep. Where she she in school? I think so. Yep. I think so. At in Charlotte, CPCC. Okay. And she's going for a horticulture degree. 
That's great. Well, man, appreciate you stopping Thank by. You. I'm yep. glad. I know you were a little hesitant, but yep. it turned out perfect. You did great. All right. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we got to, I'm trying to spread the word here about all facets of the operation. Mm-hmm. You know, we had William from back there in the technician shop. He came on yesterday and kind of enlightened us, and I'm glad to get you guys on here. And, you know, it's people, we were trying to give them behind the scenes. They need to see the whole package, George, don't they? They do. Or hear it. Yeah. They're not going to see anything. So right. um, Let their imagination do that. Yeah. Yep. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. We're going to move over to the equipment technician side of the Quail Hollow operation. With me now, William Showkay, assistant equipment tech manager. manager. Yeah. How long have you been here, William? Uh, about two and a half years. Was this your first stop in, in the equipment technician realm, or were you somewhere else? Uh, yes, this is my first time being an equipment technician. How'd you get into this? Um, well, I originally just wanted to work on a golf course and see what it was all about, and uh, I started out mowing greens and, you know, mowing fairways and doing all the grounds teamwork and um, an equipment uh, position, uh, equipment management position came open and um, I went for it. I've got a little bit of a mechanic background, so that helped me out a lot with the uh, with the transition. And I uh, absolutely love, you know, working with the equipment and uh, working with the guys and, you know, watching the golf course come together as the equipment kind of shapes the, the uh, terrain here. How many, you have a, a head equipment technician here, as well as it just you and him? It's, is it the two of you, or how, how big is your team? Uh, we have a, a crew of two. Okay. So it's me and you know, my boss, uh, Jason Vale. He's the head mechanic. So, you know, we, we work together and, you know, prepare this equipment for tournaments and everything else. And, and then you, you have some, some volunteers on your side here as well this week, don't you? Yeah, we've got uh, several volunteers. You know, they're coming from different uh, different uh, places with the equipment world. Um, we've got some John Deere techs. We've got some uh, techs from other courses, you know, that do the maintenance thing as well. We've also got um, some guys that work, you know, with uh, parts and uh, equipment. How do I say this? Like, Real techs and stuff yes. like that that you know grind the yeah, equipment. Yeah, concentrate stuff on the real yeah. setup and everything. And yeah, so just people from uh, all different areas of the equipment world, the golf world. So let's talk about not non-tournament week, just regular flow. What uh, what are your responsibilities in the normal operation here? What's your day? What's your normal day like? Well, the day the daily life of a equipment uh, technician is you know anything from fixing flat tires on golf carts to even, you know, cars in the parking lot, um, you know, we, we take good care of our members and stuff, too. Um, and we also, you know, we mow our greens on a daily basis. So we're always checking the greens mowers after each mow, um, you know, kind of checking up on them as, as things get, you know, taken care of throughout the day. You know, we'll check in with them and make sure that they don't have any, you know, issues or anything like that. Um, you know, leaf blowers go out every day, so those are coming in and, going out you know so just just typical stuff like that as a normal day those steel uh, backpack blowers they never break down right that's what they like to say <laughs> but yeah they they have their issues but i will give them you know they they do have their durability you know they do pass the test out here on, on the golf course um 
you know, not knocking on any other brands, but, you know, still seems to hold up the best that I've seen. Yeah, I'm a big believer in steel products. Always have. They're proven to me time and time again that, that I think they're the best. So. Yeah. Now, do you, do you do a lot of real setup in your normal um, flow, or do you do more uh, preventative maintenance, or... Are you obviously you're telling me you're going and fixing flat tires and doing yeah. triage type stuff? So, yeah, well, we, I mean, what, what's your specialty it. here? What? Um, well, I have to say, or my do you and Jason is, kind of tag team everything? That, that's that's exactly what we do. Um, you know, when whenever he's feeling like he wants to do, you know, a certain part of the job, you know, I'll let him do that. And same goes for me. You know, if, if he wants to work on reels one day, then you know he can work on them, and I'll work on other stuff. And if he doesn't feel like working on reels, then I'll take over that, and he'll do the other things. You know. Um, we do a lot of preventative maintenance. Um, that wouldn't be a daily thing, but it's you know at least once a week. You know we have a lot of a lot of a lot of carts to look after. You know and a lot of mowers and you know there's, there's just a lot of equipment. So for us to be able to do preventative maintenance on a daily basis is is a, is a tough a tough task to manage on top of you know routine stuff like checking the mowers and things like that. But we try to squeeze what we can into our busy schedule to keep everything running as smooth as possible absolutely I'm, i like your passion about about your career and what you do what what do you think we need to do as an industry to get more people like yourself into the industry and get on the equipment tech side because we have a big need in the industry for equipment techs and what do you what would you say to people that were considering doing it how would you encourage them to do it uh, I think the marketing point would be in, you know, like your mechanic schools, uh, your vocational colleges and stuff like that. Um, you know, reach out to these people that are going for a mechanics degree. You know, they might have a lot more fun out here on the golf course than working in a, a you know, a, a state inspection garage or something like that. You know, there's definitely a lot more room to expand in the golf world than there is in a, you know, small mechanic shop. You know, um, honestly, I, I think that there's better pay. You know, you got a lot more experience that you can you can get from other people, um, and you're not working on the same thing every day. It's always something different. There's always something different you can chase when you're here in the golf industry, and that's what that's what drives me to you know keep going every day to to do my best and. You like the team aspect of yeah. it, don't you? Yeah, there's a whole team of, of guys that you work with, and you know it's a it's more laid back, so you're not as stressed out. You don't have customers hanging over a desk, you know, hollering at you and stuff like that. That you know this, that, and another thing. And you know when you're on a golf course, it's you know you get the time to explain to people what's going on, and they work with that equipment more often, and you, they get to see you know what you're really doing in there, and that's what makes the difference. So let's switch gears and talk about this week. Um, you know, you have advance week, and then this week's the tournament week. What uh, what are your what are you doing after everybody goes out in the morning? Are you out there checking the mowers? Yes, we we, we follow the mowers. You know, we make sure that the height of cut's good. We make sure that the quality's good. Um, we also also like to uh, you know help out with how the People are using the mowers so that they can get a good, you know, good line, good straight lines and stuff like that. So, are you checking the greens mowers, or are you out there with the fairway mowers? Um, I do it all. Okay. Um, I just take turns. Like uh, earlier this week, I did two days of the fairway units, and then the next two days I did uh, greens mowers. 
And now, after the morning shift, all the mowers come in and get washed up, fueled up. Uh, what what do you all do in this time in between shifts with the uh, mowing equipment? We'll bring them in. We'll uh, we'll check them out, make sure that there's no you know major issues or anything that needs to be done to prevent something. Um, we'll also check the the height. We'll check the cut, and we'll make sure that you know everything's good to go for the next mow. Are you doing any grinding this week of anything, or do you basically get everything ground and set up the week before? Well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, we'll ground everything. We'll grind everything before, and you know, get all that set up. And then, as we check mowers when they come in, you know, between shifts, if we find that one's not cutting quite, you know, up to our expectations, uh, we'll we'll grind that and uh, get it back up to where it needs to be to perform well. Now you have a couple. John Deere 2653 mowers. Yes. And are you changing the height on those? I thought uh, I saw them mowing like the, the step cut or the pro walks, but then I also saw one this morning out tying in some of the fairways. Well, we've got a few set at different heights. Okay. So that way, you know, one guy can go out and mow one thing and then the other guy can go out and mow the next. So they're all different heights for different different parts of the, the golf course there. Gotcha. And is some of this uh, mowing equipment um, loaner, or is this all your equipment? Um, we've got a few loaners. We've got a few fairway units, um, and I do believe we have a 2600 okay. that might be a loaner. Gotcha. But we've but, got you know, lots of loaner golf carts and lots of loaner uh, gators. Um, that's where the vast majority of our loaner stuff we've is. We've got to get all these people around this place, don't we? Oh, yeah. It's amazing how many golf carts are just on this property right now, isn't it? Oh, I know. Just tractor-trailer loads, one after the other. (laughs) No doubt about that. So, um, do you look forward to this week during the year? Oh, yeah. Even even though it's a tough week, it's a stressful week, it's always a fun week, it's always enjoyable, and um, I'm just glad to be part of the, the whole team. What do you like to do in your time away from work? Um, I find myself cutting grass in my own yard. There you go. You know, I've uh, I got all my neighbors competing with me and everything else, and I feel like I've got one of the best yards in the in the neighborhood. Not to sound, you know, <laughs> overdoing or anything like that, but. Um, what kind of turf do you have in your yard? I have tall fescue. Nice. And does that uh, do pretty well throughout the summer? Or? Oh, it does great. You make sure of that, yep. don't you? I do everything that we do here on the golf course to keep it up oh so you take the recipe for the tall fescue here at quail and just apply that to your yard exactly and i've got people all the time coming up to me and asking me how do you do your yard man what are you doing out there how's it what how do you have a yard that looks like that and these people have you know yard companies that are coming out landscape companies that are coming out and they're doing their yards and they're not even anywhere close to what I've got going on in my yard. You don't tell them all the secrets, do you? No, uh-uh. Good I just work. get them on, on a little bit here and a little bit there, and you know. But the information's out there. If you if you look for it, it's out there. You can find it. But you have to you have to be a go getter and go find it and put it together. Awesome! I love that. Well, William, thank you for stopping by. You're welcome. I'm glad you just kind of rolled up on us here and asked a few questions about what was going on because. I wanted to get somebody out of there. I'm glad you came on. Yeah, well, it's been great talking with you. Yeah, we appreciate what you do, and and keep up the good work, my man. All right, well, thank you very much. 
Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at www.carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.